Hello, welcome to episode 8 of the Bone Robot Games podcast. This week I'm here with Isaac and we're going to talk about E3 and some other random stuff, I guess. E3 was just happened, I guess. <clears throat> when was when was E3? I have no idea. Sometime last month. Cool. They did it all online because of COVID, right? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I always heard it was more of a, like an industry thing. Like if you were in media, there was no point to go. Yeah, it's not like uh, it's not like for the fans. It's like they're yeah, all just like for... showing it to each other. Yeah, it's like a presentation. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it, it used to have a little bit of things for the fans because I remember like a like a Last of Us or like a Red Dead Redemption reveal and like the crowd like went wild. Yeah. And, and I remember another one where they like wanted the crowd to go wild and they didn't, and it was like <laughs> very funny. <laughs> Because it was like showing it from the back of the audience, and it was just like one guy going, "Woo!" And then that's it. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Well, it's extremely out of touch. Every time I watch something like this, I I get so underwhelmed of the the professionalism. Like they're like, and now to talk about Halo, we're gonna bring out Vin Diesel, and I'm like, I, I could not give a shit about this any less. <laughs> like I don't care about Vin Diesel. I don't care about anything. Like I, it's it's like what I want commercials to be. Come out and say, here's the gameplay trailer. This is what we have in the game. But they have to use fucking fifty buzzwords per sentence, or the CEO of the company they're talking about is gonna shoot them in the head. I guess <laughs> because they come out and they go, we have innovative designs, and we have. I mean, it's all these. You know what I mean? It's just the made up bullshit that they've been saying. Yeah. They all just keep saying back and forth. They keep puking it into each other's mouths. Yeah, I have a problem with trailers. Some of the trailers I saw at E3, I, I I sat through a bunch of trailers, and I swear to God, one of them, I'm like, what is this fucking game? And it was like this 2D like side scroller thing, and they had this trailer for it with this music behind it, and every time that the bass would hit, there would be a different like weapon slash animation from this character, and that was all of the gameplay. I'm look watching this this trailer. I'm like. <laughs> All you guys finished were these attack animations. You don't have any systems done that you're showing. You don't have any good ideas that you're showing. And I'm like, what the fuck is this game? I scroll down on YouTube, and the description is like an announcement that our Kickstarter was finished or whatever. I was like, this oh is the trailer God. at E3. Oh Are you serious? God. Yeah. That's, it's, it's, it's despicable. You, uh, how long has Overwatch 2 been in development now? Two years at least. Do you want to know what they unveiled at E3? Nothing. A skin for Baptiste and a skin for Sombra. It's more than a skin, I guess. It's their new character designs. It was literally a 3D model of Baptiste on a white background, and it spun in a circle, and they did the same thing for Sombra. And they literally were like, we put these technical-looking nodes on her head, and her hair is <laughs> one inch shorter, and Baptiste looked identical. And I was like, yeah, this is more embarrassing than if you showed nothing. Yeah, this they should have showed nothing. Yeah, it was a slap in the face. I was like, you you announced Overwatch two years ago. A year after that, you announced you're gonna be you're making no new content for Overwatch one, because you're you're focusing on Overwatch two, and then another year goes by with no content, and then like a, a couple months later, E3, and they go, look at this, this look at the same character from the first game, barely changed. <laughs> I was like, good thing I already stopped playing the game because that would have been the nail in the coffin for me. Yeah, when I see these trailers and these reveals, I'm convinced that's all they have done. It is. I was like, this, this must be the only thing that you have remotely finished to show everyone. This is why I really like the Metroid Dread 
sequence because they had a gameplay trailer. The game comes out in like four months mm-hmm. when it's first announced. They're like, hey, so I'm like, oh, this is basically done then. Yeah. And then they showed Nintendo was pretty good with that. They showed they had that treehouse thing where there's like there's like 25 minutes of gameplay on on YouTube of Metroid Dread. And the game, like, the day the game got announced, that was out. So, like, this is great. And Nintendo, on the other hand, sucks because they announced Metroid Prime 4 with, uh, like, literally just, like, this is the title of the game. It was, like, Metroid Prime 4 in development. And then what happens? It goes and backfires on them, and they have to fire the company and hire a new one and start the game over from scratch, and then we still have nothing all these years later. Yeah, it's it's insane how it's the same company and it's the same franchise. It's the it's the yeah. most insane example. The original Metroid Prime Four was was revealed four years ago, and then two years into that development, they said they come out and I guess this is good. This is some brownie points where they said um, we're starting over entirely, and that was still two years ago, and then nothing was said since then. So it's like. It's like, what are, uh, what are you sorry, doing? my cat's like yawning or something. Sorry, sorry, she's like done something I've never seen her do before. I was freaking out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> apologize, that's that's life. Um, <laughs> so that that's like, okay, what's ha- been happening since that two years? And, and like, no, no updates at all. No updates at E3 about it. And then on the other hand, Metroid Dread comes out. It looks phenomenal, and it's coming out in September. Yeah, it looks great. I can't wait. Yeah, and so it's like, I I have no idea. I I'm so excited for that, and that's the perfect way to reveal a game. You're exactly right. If if you're gonna reveal it, gameplay trailer out the day of E3, a ton of cool stuff to show and talk about, and then like it's just I'm just so excited for it because there's a million new things. Plus it's a new Metroid, and then it comes out in like a few months. You barely have to wait. Yeah, it's and, it's yeah. amazing. That's how they should all do it. But instead yeah. they won't announce Cyberpunk, and no man's sky before the games are done at all and mm-hmm. then the games never get done they're literally still not done to this day well what else did you see at e3 that was that was pretty good that has you excited uh elden ring yeah looks good uh i heard open world and i got wary because that's like a derogatory term for me now i don't like open world games every time a game says it's open world it sucks and they're not good at it so i'm hoping they don't fuck it up but the trailer looked cool yeah, open world is is like a is the worst thing you could say to me. You might as well say you have to pay a ten dollar a day subscription to pay this. Yeah, it's a problem. I don't give a shit about open world. I honestly, I think open world is the worst thing that ever happened to to video games. It worked for one, maybe two games: Grand Theft Auto three and four. And it's never worked for in any other game. Open world is dog shit. It just means that they like they still have a linear path that you have to go through to complete the world. It's just that like, oh, you can access all this other stuff at any time, except for you can't. There's not even an actual real open world that you can like go and explore. Very few games have done it like well. Even in GTA, it's like, oh well, the second and third islands are literally gate kept until you finish the main story to a, po- a certain point. You just can't yeah. go there. Yeah, it's not really open world. Ever. It's always yeah. just like empty world for exactly. me. Every it's always just completely empty and now I just have to, to travel extra long to get where I want to go, which makes me want to use fast travel all the time. And then eventually these games become like, okay, is it faster to fast travel over there or to walk there? And that's like yeah. the most difficult decision I make in the game anymore and it's supposed to be this big open world sandbox with tons of decisions to make 
and it just doesn't work out that way. Yeah, I mean, my, my suggestion, if you want to make an open-world game, cut the size in half. Cut the size down to a quarter of what you were doing. I was playing... I, I, I was just playing Just Cause 4 the other day because it was on Game Pass, so I didn't have to, like, pay anything extra for it. And, I, I like, the first two, three missions are, like, super fun, right? Where you they, they drop you in, you're in a mission, they drop you in, you're in a mission, they drop you in, you're in a mission. Great. And then I get... Or I have to, like, travel very infrequently. And then I... But the next part of the mission was, like, travel to this area. And I literally hijacked a plane. And I drove it for, like, three minutes straight. Like, just flying through the air on a plane as fast as I could. That's and then, riveting. And then, I, and then I landed there. I was like, this is so boring. I, like, I don't want to have to fucking do this. And, like, I... What is the point? I was like, I'm holding up on the control stick. This is not gameplay. It's not fun. It's not engaging. I don't. I'm not getting to use any of the fun things. I don't get to use my cool grappling hook or my parachute or my wingsuit or whatever because it would take fucking hundred years to drive here. It's not like the driving is incredible. Driving is not even good in driving video games. So why would I want yeah. to do that? So it's <laughs> that's like, what I want in my video games. I want extended travel times. I want yeah. it to feel like I'm on my way to go on vacation. Like, why I do I feel like I'm on a real fucking plane? This is so tedious. So open world is, hopefully Elden Ring can pull it off. I mean, they've been doing pretty good with Dark Souls. Stuff yeah, so I'm far. wary about the term. I didn't really read into it much. Uh, the trailer never said open world or anything like that. It's like, it seems like game journalists have attached that to it. But I haven't read any interviews or anything, so I'm hoping it's not really open world because this is the same company that made all the Dark Souls games, and there's an argument to be, like, if you really want to stretch the term, those are an open world. But it's yeah. not at all similar to what I expect when I hear open world. And I, I'm wary about it because From Software has always had excellent level design. Mm -hmm. It's always been good. Uh, it, maybe it fell off and, like, lost easily in Dark Souls 1 and stuff like that. But generally, it's very good. It's the, especially Dark Souls 1 with their world design and how everything is interconnected. Yeah. They did a great job. So if they're just like, hey, it's open world, the exit to the fucking fire zone is on the west and the, the water zone is on the east. And, like, I don't want to be going through Hyrule Field in a Dark Souls game. It should just... Exactly. It should be a pat. Like, I don't get these developers. Did you forget how to design levels? Make a level. Yeah. You can make a level that's a closed environment with a beginning and an end and a middle. Yeah, that's and exactly And you can control yeah. the way your player goes and you can make sure that it's fun. Whereas if it's open world... There's a thousand different directions I can go, and you can't ensure that it's always going to be fun. But if you just design a level, you can make it always fun. Yeah, that, I mean that's the that's the beauty of the of the quote unquote Dark Souls one open world, where it's like, you know, you, there is still some freedom when you when you get dropped into the Firelink Shrine and you want to find out where to go. But it's like the, they're basically interconnected levels where there's no there's no fat there. They've trimmed the fat on all the things like you every path is walkable, right? It's never like, oh, I wonder if I can go over there because there's just no over there. It's just great-looking areas that are in intricately designed together. Yeah, they did a great job making it seem like an interconnected world where cause yeah. you could be on the top of a building and look over there and see an area and be like, oh, I was there earlier. It was amazing. Yes, and the biggest problems with open world is, like you said, in like Ocarina of Time, it's like, oh, well, I have to run across a big empty field to get from point A to point B, and nothing of value happens. I can run past all of the monsters, and so I want to get over there. That's where I'm going. So you just hold forward until you get there, and there's no enjoyment in traveling. So in something like Dark Souls, where if you want to get to you know, the Undead Burg, you have to go through a certain area, and the whole way is treacherous, and it's a fight the whole time. And it's difficult yeah. to get to and from 
that place and that's like fun that's like an interesting world that you have to travel through certain things and <clears throat> i mean it's hard to do when you, like pretty much every game has these big open travel sections and it turns me off from playing them so badly any game that has that just cause for feel of like oh i have to go 200 meters and i literally do, i'm just gonna have to hold up the whole time you know what's even worse than that when it's not a straight shot and you get like 50 meters in and there's a giant mountain and i'm like oh i have to go all the way around this oh god you know it's like that's like a skyrim sort of thing or or something like that and you're like oh well you know now i have to uh just go around i guess and take forever to get there because they're, they're forcing me to go like you know it's that's yeah. another tedious thing <clears throat> something that also is bothering me is halo infinite is supposed to be open world <clears throat> why i don't why do they know. all want to be open world man i don't know if you want to talk about games that have succeeded on having a series of interesting and well-designed levels halo is like great for it I mean, you know bar barring a few bad entries into their levels it's like how are you going to, like, plot enemy placement if you can come from any direction? You know, exactly. How, how are you going to make that fun and engaging if, uh, you know, you can come from any direction? You could have a vehicle, you could do this, you could do that. It's like <clears throat> Halo has very specifically designed sections where you're on foot fighting a certain amount of enemies at certain, they're holding certain choke points, and then they have certain areas where you can drive, and that's balanced for that. When you throw it all together, it's like, no wonder their development has been all over the place because it's impossible to get right. Yeah, they need to stop trying. Yeah, there's no benefit. I'm going to be playing Halo Infinite, and I'm going to be like, yeah, I, I don't give a shit about getting from here to there. That's the boring part of Halo, walking with nothing to do. I don't like just driving a warthog around. I like killing elites. Yeah. So what's the point of putting anything else in the game? It doesn't make any sense. But here, the weird thing about that as well, about Halo Infinite, is it's going to be the the multiplayer is free to play, so you only have to pay for the campaign. And for the first time in my life, I'm like, do I want to? Right. Because, I don't know, is the campaign going to be fun? Why would I pay for it? Who like? I wouldn't have paid for Halo 4's campaign. It was dog shit. But... I had to because multiplayer came with it. Yeah, it's a weird decision they're making to make the multiplayer free to play. Yeah. It's very strange. That's all that I was confused. I'm like, why would they do that? I'm not really sure. Uh, uh, something that they said was like they're they're planning on. I don't know if they're like going to be releasing episodic content or just supporting it really well. But they someone said like Halo Infinite is going to be the Halo for the next ten ten years or something like that. Oh. So I think they're planning on like being able to continually upgrade it or update yeah, it. The games of the service thing that they're doing lately. That being said, the multiplayer did look phenomenal from the trailer. Yeah, it looked revealed. great. Yeah. I'm a huge Halo guy, dude. I fucking love Halo. That it, I saw that, and for the first time in a long time, I watched a game trailer, and I was excited. I, I watched the trailer. So much cool stuff happens. He uses a grappling hook to pull himself up to a banshee and hijack it. There's, like, cool guns. At one point, this is something I've never seen in a game before, and it makes so much sense. There's a, a spawn point for a sword, and the the player character in multiplayer throws a grenade behind it and it, and hits the... And the, the momentum of, like, the grenade explosion throws the sword towards him. He picks it up before the other guy and stabs him with it. Nice. And it was extremely cool. Yeah, everything in that trailer was cool as hell. Yeah. Halo's cool. Yeah, Halo's great. 
I still play Halo 5. I love it. And uh, they've always had good multiplayer. It's just that some of the some of the single player has been bunk. So I mean, Halo 5's single player was really good too. They just, like the story was just whack. It still played amazingly. Oh, did I yell to you about how fucking terrible Final Fantasy VII Remake is becoming? No, no, but I would love to hear it because I'm I hate it. So, uh, my roommate the other day was like, I'm reading this interview. I don't know if you want to hear it because it's going to piss you off. They legit said in an interview that they're doing an alternate universe. They're like, oh. imagine a, a timeline or whatever where where this didn't happen to Cloud. Because I saw like the ending cutscene to the new, there was a new expansion for mm -hmm. Yuffie. The integrate thing or just, yeah. just for Yuffie? Okay. I mean, Yuffie comes with that or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but there's like a new ending where Zack shows up at the church and it's like, oh, he's like, oh, what, what are you supposed to say after so long or whatever? He's like wondering what to say to Ares. Mm -hmm. But Ares is already gone because it's the end of the game and she left with Cloud. They're out of Midgar at this point. But I'm like, they can't just bring this dude back to life. This is like they ruined the whole reveal. You're not even supposed to know who Zack is right now. Yeah, exactly. So someone was arguing with me saying like this doesn't cheapen Final Fantasy VII's original story because you can still play that. And that's bullshit, because the whole game was supposed to be a way for a new generation to experience Final Fantasy VII, and that's not what this is. Exactly. You're exactly right. Everyone who used that argument is dumb as a rock, and they should be beat over the head with one. Yeah, they're diluting the story and making it overall worse. Exactly. When you when you think Final Fantasy VII, a whole generation of people are going to think remake, and they're going to say, oh, it was so cool when Zack showed up in the thing. And I'm going to say, yeah, except for that never happened. And Cloud's whole personality, he stole from dead Zack. Yeah, it makes no sense for him to be alive. It, it's, it's insane. He, he it's, dies it's infuriating. Like, he dies to save Cloud. I don't understand yeah. how they're going to, like... He fights off get Shinra soldiers so that Cloud can escape into Midgar. And so it's like, how are you going to write this in? Well, all they're going to do is, like, nice... They, they, they wrote in a quick little hand-wavy savior thing for everything. The fates or whatever. The Whispers, yeah. Is this going to be some bullshit where the Whispers fucked up the timeline or something stupid? Something like that. This goes hand in hand. Any game where you where you can change time or alter time or travel through time, with the exception of Chrono Trigger, is dog shit garbage. <laughs> Nothing matters because there's no real, like, consequences to anything. Right? So exactly. I, like, something, something that bothered me about it is anyone who says Bioshock Infinite is good should be shot out of a cannon when you play that game it's like you get to the end and they're like there's a million lighthouses or whatever i'm just like this bitch can open a tear in time just go back five minutes before and kill this person before they saw you right that's like whenever you have control of the time powers it's like oh you lost that fight yeah go back go back to when they were a baby and slit their fucking throat what does it matter <laughs> Right? That's the smartest move ever. And yeah. it, it's even worse in Bioshock Infinite because you're the good guy and the bad guy. So, like, it's, it has this huge narrative dissonance because at the end of the game, you just, like, die or whatever. Or you, like, kill the old version of you that's the bad guy or whatever. And it's like, well, if I would have died at any point in this game, it would have had the same result. So every time people kill me and I have to reset, it's actually not a bad thing because you do the same thing at the end of the game anyway. So, like, there's this huge narrative fuck-up from time travel, and they just throw that into Final Fantasy VII. And they just say, 
yeah, everything is different. Like, uh, I mean, don't get me started on it because I'm gonna rant forever on Final Fantasy VII. Dude, but... it's infuriating to see people be like, "Oh, but it's, they're doing something different. It's good." I'm like, "No, it's not. This is bad." The fundamental story of Seven is is Ares' death that that ties the whole story together. Mm-hmm. It's from the moment it happens, it's everything from then on. There's, I just replayed Seven. There's so many moments, you're exactly right, where they'll just go, like, after she's dead, like, everyone's downtrodden because they just got shit on. Like, something will happen, like, Cloud fell in the fucking live stream and he's turned into a head case and, like, he's out of the commotion. And then, like, something bad will happen, like, Ultima attacks, right? And they're just like, they're like, oh, man, at least we all made it out alive. And they're like, well, except for one of us. And they keep, like, just talking about how Ares isn't with them anymore because she died. Yeah, it affects like, every character. It's the yeah. it's the crux of the entire story. It really and is. I bring it up because I guarantee you that in the next part of remake or whenever they get around to it, they will not kill Ares. No. Be, She's and too it, popular. it won't even matter if they do kill her because I guarantee you she'll come back as DLC or something. Yeah. Because death has no <laughs> permanence in this universe. Wedge is still alive for no good reason. They were just like, let's keep Wedge alive. Mm-hmm. Like who even cares about Wedge? I basically forgot about that character in the original game. Yeah, but no, he's let's in the make first him super one important. hour. There's no reason to keep him alive. The guy does nothing. Yeah, you it's... hear Biggs me- or you hear uh, Barrett mention him, like in disc three when they're like, "Should we go fight Sephiroth, or, do you- or are you guys gonna pussy out?" And that's like Barrett's reason. He's like, "I gotta do it for Jesse Biggs and Wedge." Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh yeah, Jesse, I remember those characters from fucking forty hours also, ago." Also, throughout the whole game. He's, like, struggling with continuing on because he's saying every time I try to fix something, I get people killed, just like I got Jesse Biggs and Wedge killed. And then to have them be alive is like, well, he doesn't care. Then just go fucking guns blazing. He has, he just lost his whole character arc as well. Yeah, Where, like, it's terrible. He hurts all the people around him because he's trying to fight for freedom and fight against Shinra, but they keep killing people in the process. Yeah, they're going to continually fuck this up. And, and then, it's a huge problem with Square yeah. because they just keep, like, shoving Final Fantasy down our throats. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you get another franchise. What are you doing? Yeah. They announced at E3, they announced the Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster. They're just redoing the first six Final Fantasies in just HD. They look exactly the same. There's, like, no significant difference in graphics. Yeah. Not compared to other re-releases that they've already done for all six of those exactly. games already. And people are also upset about that because it seriously looks like fucking like times new roman font it's not that bad but it seriously looks like the first mobile game that was made with font that's yeah they do a really bad job on all their ports it's like if you're gonna port it then just don't even fucking do it i'll just play right i'll just play one of the versions that are already out on a fucking emulator i'm not paying they're like 12 dollars a piece anyway or something crazy i'm not paying fucking 12 dollars to play final fantasy one are you fucking insane Yeah, just play the Origins Collection, or it's already on Steam. All of them are. I have all of the Final Fantasies on Steam. They have all of them on Switch already. Why do you need this Pixel remaster? You tell me the first remaster you did wasn't good enough? Yeah. Then why'd you do it? And then they announced another Final Fantasy. It looks like some kind of weird, like... It's another alternate universe of one or something, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's it's like, yeah, it's an alternate universe of one. You're going out to kill... Uh, Chaos, mm-hmm. the main character keeps saying. The, the characters seem yeah. completely bland from the trailer I saw. I don't care about them at all. Yeah. But that's like another thing they're shoving in our throats. A few months ago, I told you about it. They were uh, not on the podcast, but I told you about they, they trademarked these two names. And I was like, Jesus Christ, are they ever going to come up with anything else? And now there's two mobile games. One of them's a, a Battle Royale, and one of them's, I can't even remember because it was so forgettable. 
Yeah. It's they're just going balls to the wall. I remember when I was a kid and and Square Enix, if a new Square Enix game came out, well at the time it was just Square. You'd be fucking ecstatic, dude. You knew they were going to come out and just just hit a fucking grand slam up your butthole and you're like this is going to rule. This game is going to be amazing. And now it's like I'm fucking sick of Final Fantasy. If I never saw <laughs> Final Fantasy again, it'd be too soon. Yeah, uh they need to cut it out. I like this game, the Final Fantasy 1 alternate universe thing, it looks like it could be really fun. There's no reason that they couldn't just make a not a, Final Fantasy game. A game that's not game. Final Fantasy, yeah. Like, people are so, the people are either, like, they're in Final Fantasy or they're not, I noticed. Like, they either know what the fuck it is or they're like, oh, I don't want to get started because I have to catch up on all the other ones. And I have to explain to them how it's a different universe in each game. Like, people don't yeah. know shit. So, like, you put Final Fantasy on this, you're... I think you're limiting the player base. Like oh, the, 100%. It, the, the, these random, like, spin-off Final Fantasy games don't really carry that the weight of the brand the way a Final Fantasy number will. I mean, yeah. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, who the fuck played that? Nobody. Like, no one's heard of these weird Final Fantasy games. And they always have to have weird fucking jerk-off names, like Type Zero or whatever. Or there's, there's so many. Isn't that one? Type Zero? Yeah, I played Type Zero. All it was weird. All the seven ones are bad. Dirge of Cerberus and fucking... What's the one with Zack in it? Crisis Core. Oh, don't get me started on Crisis Core either. That game was a pile of shit. They ruined Zack already in Crisis Core. There's basically yeah, they, a character <laughs> they, that looks exactly like Sephiroth in there, but his name's Genesis. And he's like an angel or something. They they just don't know how to write anymore. They're like, we need to have all the exact same points from Final Fantasy VII, but just change it a, a microcosm. It's very clear they don't know how to write, because if you play any Final Fantasy to the end, you notice that in the last like third of the story arc, it just goes completely insane. Yeah. And they they're it's like if you watch any any like series on television that's like considered good in the first two seasons. By season four, it's a pile of trash, mm-hmm. and they've clearly run out of ideas. And that's how it is with every Final Fantasy game. And they're just making it worse by coming out with Final Fantasy whatever the fuck part two. Yep. Like Final Fantasy ten two is unbearable. I, it's the only Final Fantasy I haven't been able to finish besides eleven. And Final Fantasy thirteen two, even though Final Fantasy thirteen is my favorite game, I fucking hated it. <laughs> the music was bad. I hated all the characters. I took my favorite character, the main character from 13, and she's not in the game. <laughs> and at the end, she turns into Crystal or some shit, and it says to be continued, and I was pissed. I was like, why is this to be continued? I paid $60 for this game. Yeah, they can't write for shit. They can't well, write, and they keep trying, and it's yeah. a tragedy. So just going into the future, don't don't even fucking worry about Final Fantasy VII. If you're, I've said this from the start. If you're a diehard Final Fantasy VII fan... All the new shit you're going to absolutely fucking hate. And if you're just like a casual Final Fantasy VII fan, that doesn't exist. There's no one who, who yeah, liked the original Final Fantasy and then wants to play this one and will be excited about it. If you've never played Final Fantasy VII before, I think people say good things about the game. But it is it is active. For people like us, it, it hurts us twice where it's a, it's probably a pretty decent game in its own right. But for some reason, they had to like lop all these Final Fantasy characters in it. Which is, again, weird because it's not like... They're they're not even like the same characters, so it could just be anyone in this setting. It's not like they're, you know, well written. They're just like making them shadows of themselves. So yeah, who cares? It's Why very it strange. People? But then also like, it's a slap in the face because you're only hurting the people who really like the original Final Fantasy. You gain no benefit from it from changing a story, right? So you're you're not bringing in those people because people are gonna be like, oh, I'm mad that it's changed. I mean, maybe some people aren't. I know I'm I know I'm upset, but. 
You know what is a good game that I'm excited for that's coming out? Um, the Mario and Rabbids sequel. Sorry, a whole bunch of people just walked in my apartment. Oh, tell them to eat dick. Tell them you're busy. <laughs> well, I'm, I, I don't... Final Fantasy VII Remake can do some things different. Like, I didn't really mind the whispers. I thought it was weird they kept Wedge alive, but I was like, whatever. But death needs to have significance. You can't... Yeah. If they don't kill Ares, then the whole, the whole franchise is lost. Yeah. I mean, it's lost for us, but people nowadays don't give a shit, and they love dead yeah, stories. So. I have, that is, it's, the gameplay is incredible in Final Fantasy VII Remake, and the story of Final Fantasy VII is actually very good, but it's mm -hmm. a shame the two will never meet. Yeah. They're gonna anyway, let's let's move on yeah. from Final Fantasy. So I, was gonna, I just said I like the Mario and Rabbids sequel that got announced. Did you play the first one? No. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did, I did. I didn't I, see much from the second one, though. I thought the first one was incredible. I loved it. I played it nonstop. It was like a complete dream. It was like a nice mixture of, of the uh, you know the tactical fighting genre, but they like kept it very. You were very powerful. It was like you know tactical genre. It's usually like you can move and you can shoot, and then you have to sort of wait and play chess and figure out all this other stuff. But in this, it's like you had these cool moves where you could like jump off people's heads like Mario style, and you get more distance. And if yeah, you like, ran that. through someone, like they're you could dash through them. You had yeah. a dash move where you could hurt them as you continued moving, which is also extremely cool. And it was just, like, super fun to see, like, Mario. I don't know anything about Rabbids, but when when the Wario and Waluigi Rabbids showed up as bosses, they just looked so fucking goofy, dude. I couldn't help but laugh. <laughs> they got, like, cross eyes and their tongues are hanging out for some reason. It is such a funny concept. And it's just so fun to dunk on these people as Mario. And it was, like, really well made. Like, surprisingly well made. And so it's exciting to see that they're they're having another one, which is cool. Because the first one ruled. I would definitely play the Yeah, I'll one. definitely give it a shot. I had a great time with the first one. Yeah. That jumping thing, I abused the hell out of it. You could, like, skip the whole level if you it's did it so, right. Dude, it's so good. They, they, they give you so This is what we constantly say we want from games. There's levels, right? And there's no, like, there is, like, a world hub, but there's really not much reason to just not go directly to the level and it's five feet away. Uh, but then the in the in the battles, it's like they give you a ton of power and you feel strong and good. Like, I never felt like, oh, I'm, uh, like, most of these tactical games, it's like, oh, I had an 80% chance to hit and I fucking missed it from point blank. This sucks balls. But in Mario, it's like, there's just, you just don't have really, you have a chance to miss if you use your gun. But, like, I'm not using a gun because Mario is a hammer. And you could jump off someone's head and go hammer a dude 15 feet away. And it's like, this is a dream. I love getting a ton of cool powers to fuck around with and just say, go here, have it here, have at it. Use them all you want. Use them a ton. Yeah, I really like uh, tactical games in general. Yeah. Uh, there's a, a great series called Valkyria Chronicles. Have you heard of it? Um, I, I played like five minutes of one. Uh, and the, the thing that I just said happened where I had a, uh, like a very high to hit chance and I missed and I was like, eh, I don't think I want to do this. Yeah, they, they do do that. Yeah. That's like a staple of the genre in some yeah. ways. But the cool thing they have is you'll aim your gun and you, when you pull the trigger, the bullets fly off in a random pattern around where your bullets would, where the reticle says. So it'll, say, it'll tell you like, oh, it takes five hits to kill and you have 20 shots, but you could miss... 14 of them but you could also hit all 20 of them it's like it's cool the way they chose the randomness like it's not like a random it's not like XCOM where it's you have 80 chance to hit and if you get that 20 you're not going to hit it but you're not going to hit any of it 
and yeah. you will just won't do your three damage. But instead, each bullet is accounted for in Valkyria Chronicles, which I think is pretty cool. It is interesting. There's not a whole lot of those tactical shooter games, though. No, it's like XCOM, and and see, most of them are bad. This is something that we always talk about. We'll touch briefly on this before I move on to the next game. But um, the they're like you know XCOM does it pretty well, and then like all of the, the I always say XCOM is probably the most popular of that genre right now, at least on yeah, like, definitely. Yeah, so so like all the games that try and copy it just do it but worse. So it's like why would I why would I play this, right? Like, I want that. I want to scratch that XCOM itch, but there's nothing here for me. It's like, oh, well, this has less features than XCOM, and also, like, it's tedious and annoying, and, you know, I, I don't want to play it. And I, I give up all of them super quick. I, I, you were, I was living with you when I beat XCOM. I had a blast playing that game. Yeah. And uh, I would do really ridiculous stuff in it because I don't know how to play those games, <laughs> and I just smash <laughs> my face against the wall. But uh, it's it's... That's a, that's a common thing. Let's move on. I was just thinking, uh, you like Dishonored a lot. The devs revealed that shooter, Redfall or whatever, um, at E3. Redfall? Yeah, it's like, well, so it's, uh, it's, well, it's for I, Bethesda. Is it? It's Arcane, right? Redfall is the Dishonored people. Dishonored and Prey. It looks oh, weird. Oh, yeah, it says Arcane Austin. That's weird. I guess yeah. they have different studios now. So it's like a four-player co-op thing. It sort of looked like uh, Left 4 Dead a little bit, I want to say. There was like three or four games that looked kind of like Left 4 Dead. So I don't care if it sucks major dick. I have been dying for a Left 4 Dead clone because none exist. And I get, I'm get i so sick of fucking BRs, and there's nothing to play with my friends like co-op. There's no like horde modes to play with anyone because no one makes them. Word. There's no co-op shooting games, so if it sucks balls, I'll probably still run through it at least one time just because I need to play something different. I've been playing all the Dishonored lately. I played Dishonored 2 because I finally upgraded my computer, so it would run. Mm -hmm. So I played that, and then it had like it wasn't DLC. It was like a it's like a standalone game called Death to the Outsider, but it's 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 like half price of what a full price game would be. It was like thirty dollars. Mm -hmm. And that was amazing. Dark Sol or, uh, Dishonored 2 was also amazing. And they were so good, I went back, and right now I'm playing through uh, Dishonored 1 again. And it's also amazing. But you can see the differences. They made a lot of improvements. Yeah. But the general play is exactly the same. Like, they didn't change a whole lot. They just they seem to have just fine-tuned a lot of things. Yeah, uh, I, I've loved Dishonored. I love Prey. Have you played Prey? I haven't played Prey. Prey is really good. Uh, they do, like, a, a cool couple of cool story beats they give you a lot of cool powers it's like very ambient and the environment is neat and you're like a cool sci-fi game that's fun i absolutely loved it there's like a lot of replayability but i don't i didn't play it twice i just i really liked my first playthrough and i just stuck with that but it was a complete blast i loved that game too so oh, i beat all of them at least twice i did the i killed everyone oh and God. then i went back and did did it all so the the game the redfall did look like a little generic or kind of clunky or weird but hopefully it was just like an early thing because there's like a girl with like a big afro in it and like I, I don't really know what they're going with the aesthetic or whatever that doesn't really fucking matter to me at all it just matters how well it plays um i still quote left for dead i'll be like people don't even know what i'm talking about i see like <laughs> a pill on the ground i'll just go grabbing pills and it was just like a in-between character line that they used to say because like a pill you can use a pill box as an item to like i don't know give yourself a buff i can't remember what it did 
and I just constantly am going grabbing pills because they <laughs> used to say that to each other. No, and like it's just ingrained in my head. I used to play it so much. I loved Left 4 Dead, and I just want a game like that again. So, you know, Arcane has a pretty good track record. So hopefully, yeah, they're coming out with another game called Death Loop that I saw a yeah. preview of a bit ago. It looks really cool. Uh, they they just started it as like they want they wanted to set up like murder puzzles. They said I was like this is a cool phrase. I can get behind this, but it looks <laughs> a lot like Dishonored. That I mean, that's not a bad thing, right? If, if not if at you, all. If you retread the same steps, but you do it well enough, like I'm, I'm fine with that. That's why I want more clones of games. I would it's play got a, a Dishonored big twist clone. to it. It's got a where like it takes place like all in one day or something like that, or like all in a week. I don't, I can't remember. I think it's all in a day because you have to travel to you have to kill like a certain number of people. But they're spread out among among multiple locations in the game, and uh, and there's there's time involved where like you have to kill everyone within a day. But it's not like it's not like Ocarina of Time or one of those games where time is constantly progressing. It's just you probably just like choose from like a level list, like go to this location in the morning or at noon or at night, you know, like that type of stuff. Yeah. And you have to like find a way to be able to kill all these people in one day. And they said there's only one solution. So that's different because I usually have multiple solutions. I actually kind of like that too. I think I think going back to like well done linearity is is the best route for a game. Levels and well done linearity. So yeah, I, agree. I have high hopes. Arcane is a pretty good track record. We could we could I have high hopes for that. We'll probably check out both of those and we'll 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 see. I don't even know when any of these games are coming out. They don't really like. Let me see. Redfall is summer 2022. God damn, it's so far away. Yeah, so is, is Mario and Rabbids sequel is 2022. Jesus Christ. I think Halo Infinite at least comes out later this year. I did see... I'm going to touch on this for one second because I hate it so much. Another <laughs> fucking Borderlands spinoff was announced. Borderlands oh, no. fucking sucks dick, dude. Fuck Borderlands. That's all I have to say. <laughs> here's another game that sucks. A huge fucking letdown. Did you play The Outer Worlds? No. It was dog shit don't play it but they announced the outer worlds too i was like how did this that get... game just come out yeah how did this game get fucking greenlit outer well here's the thing the outer worlds 2 trailer literally just has the title of the game in it oh, it just God. says like the outer worlds 2 they've showed nothing about it just like oh we know it exists it's like a very long way away we don't know when outer worlds 1 was such a fucking piece of shit dude i got it for free on game pass day one and i paid too much <laughs> I felt like I, I wanted a refund after I played that game and it was one of those games where it, it, this is like a very I've had this phenomenon a couple times in a game it's so interesting to me so I, I'm playing it the way it's supposed to be played right and I'm like putting points into my stats and I'm getting the weapons and doing the repairs or whatever and fucking going through the quests and like a third of the way into the game I was like yeah I'd rather eat dog shit than keep playing this I just want to <laughs> I just want to beat it so I I started just powering through, like, the main sections. And they have, like... And so by powering through, I mean I ran from one point to the next without fighting anyone, if possible. Nice. And just, like, talked to the person I need to and moved on to the next thing. And I blasted through the last part of the game in probably an hour. I just fucking steamrolled everything. I didn't even have to fight. It was It's so poorly programmed. And they have these sections where they want you to, like... You can, like, get a costume. It's not even a costume. You can, like, have a full-body hologram, so I think you're someone else. But, but it's, like, when you walk through, like, a forbidden area, right? There'll be, like, a big thing you walk through, and it'll have, like, a X on the door or whatever. And so you know you're going into the forbidden area. And it'll automatically, like, equip your hologram suit. And you're supposed to, like, 
make your way around without like running to avoid suspicion but you don't have a lot of time your hologram fades after a certain amount of time so you're supposed to like well i can't run so i have to go right where i'm going to but there's all these corridors i didn't do any of that i never got the fucking hologram that i needed i just walked in ran past all the soldiers and did what i needed to do you barely had to fight the only fight you have to do is the the final boss fight and the room that you fight the boss in is a giant square with like four it's like four squares with their with Four squares connected at, at one vertice in the center, but in, in the center of every square is like a smaller square full of machinery that you can't get in, if that makes sense. It's like four donuts, but the set, okay. the hole is filled in. And then it's like a giant robot or something. I don't even remember. And you just beat it, and it's fucking, it's a pile of shit. You don't have to play the game. That's what I'm saying. There's no, how did no one think of this? And also, like the week it came out, there was like a speed run, and the, like probably like five days after it came out, it was beaten in like 20 minutes or something like that. That's insane. You could you could just go. They're like, yeah, tons of content. I'm like, this game. There's like a, a slowdown time feature. I never used it ever, 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 ever. I never used it. It was not fun. The shooting sucks. And also, I did this thing that I do in every type of fucking game like this. I started off doing a melee build because I thought it would be fun, and it turns out there's the game is filled with guns. <laughs> so it's like pointless. I'm just sprinting at people with a fucking metal pipe and but anyway i still beat the game like this my character is designed to use a pipe and being shot at with future guns from everyone all these planets they also do this horrible fucking dog shit thing where you have to i keep saying that they have to where you have to like travel from planet to planet to like do missions and it sucks dude just there's so much time spent fucking doing boring shit i don't care about and like when i saw that outer worlds 2 was getting announced i was like somebody blow up the studios where they think this is going to happen. <laughs> this is a bad idea. Yeah, Somebody I don't understand. This. It's making me want to do terrorism. They do these random sequels to games that don't deserve it. Like, Watch Dogs got a sequel? Watch Dogs got, like, three sequels, dude. I'm like, what the fuck for? I thought that game was trash. I never played it myself. I never played so. the first one either because they're like, you can hack people's butts and make them shit their pants or whatever. I was like, that looks boring <laughs> as hell. And then it was, and everyone hated it. And then like, guess what? We're going to keep making this game. Yeah, I feel like they're they're greenlighting these games as like a series before the first one comes out. And it's like, you're not Mass Effect. You can't do that. No. Oh, here. Hold on. This is so fucking perfect. I'm reading this right now. Just Cause developer Avalanche Studios revealed Contraband. An open-world game coming exclusively to Xbox. That's the description I got. Oh, Just Cause God. made it. It's an open-world game. That's a hard pass. <laughs> I'm telling everyone, I have no idea what this game is about. I have no idea what it looks like. The Just Cause people made it. It's open-world. If you tell me you're interested in it, I'm going to knock some sense into you real quick. <laughs> That's a mistake. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, they use the open-world as just like one of these buzzwords they think will sell games. Yeah. When it's actually a tragedy. Yeah, it's like, oh, the left for, or the the just cause people open world. I was I can't believe I was just complaining about this as my example of why open worlds suck. I'm like, yeah, that people are making a different game. It's gonna be the exact same thing. They didn't learn anything. They're gonna make just cause with like a new IP, and it's gonna eat ass, and they're gonna fucking just push it through anyway. And people are gonna be like, I actually love open worlds. My favorite part is when I'm slowly driving a car for five minutes from point A to point B. This is gonna get travel is my favorite part of video games. I don't. I, traveling is the worst part of life. <laughs> no one, no one likes to, to travel. That's what, how many people do you say like they? Oh, you know, great be if I could fucking teleport. No one's like, I can't wait to drive my car to work today. 
Are you fucking yeah. mental? Okay, eliminate travel from video games, unless it's supremely fun. I can't think of a game off the top of my head where travel is very fun. Yeah, me neither. They did that in uh, that game that came out with the Xbox, Sunset Overdrive. It's like, yeah, you can, like, rail grind and stuff. I'm like, boo, I don't fucking give a shit. <laughs> Here, here's another... <laughs> boo. <laughs> here's another thing that I, I'm hopeful about, but also I think it's going to turn into a mess. The Diablo 2 remake or whatever. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Here's another example of the company... Who, who makes this? Blizzard? They used to yeah. make fucking good games, dude. I remember I was alive back when Blizzard made fucking good games. And now, oh, dude, I remember my friends. We were so fucking excited. I put hundreds of hours in Diablo 2, dude. We would make all these cool characters. You had all this freedom to make cool builds. I, just a couple of years ago, you can, like, re-download it since I own it still on, like, the Blizzard. It's on my Blizzard account. I re-downloaded the original Diablo 2 and played through a full game all the way through Hell Difficulty with my buddy Dan. And I was like, this fucking rules, dude. The two of us are just going through Diablo 2. They did add this really stupid thing where they're, like, hack prevention now. is like, if you if you join too many games too quickly, you get, like, a soft a soft ban like it's not an actual ban but like it won't let you create a new one if you create too many so i can't even do like boss runs on repeat because it like slows your oh, game wow, creation yeah. yeah so that was kind of whack but uh yeah so diablo 3 comes out and holy shit was it a fucking letdown you can't you don't put any points into your character every level it just says plus one added to strength and then you can't put any points into skills because it's like level 9. You unlocked the hammer rune. You can do a hammer smash attack now. And then, like, so at level 30, when you unlock the max thing, is like normally when you get your great, great, great ability, like from Diablo 2. But everyone has all the same abilities. Everyone has everything unlocked. You switch between them. And all of your character stats are the same levels. The only difference is gear. And when the game came out, there was a fucking real money auction house. Yeah, I remember and that. And so I was like, that doesn't really inspire confidence. And then Diablo 4, like, is coming out or isn't coming out or it's a mobile game or something. I don't fucking know. And so then I'm like, I'm excited for Diablo 2, but you can just play the original. Again, it's really good. It still holds up. I just played it like a year ago. And there's really no reason for the second one to come out except for them going like, hey, we're really having a hard time making a good game. Let's just make our actual good game again yeah that seems like what everyone's doing yeah let's just make more money off of the shoulders of people who cared about video games way back in the day and made good ones yeah let me read you this real quick blurb we're going through these rapid fire i just found this game called riders republic and um that was that was talked about you probably didn't hear of it but it's from ubisoft and this is the description extreme sports game and then there's one other hyphenated word. Do you want to guess what it is? Open world. It's open world. So Unbelievable. Stay away. Oh, it shows it. it the, the trailer showed off a variety of ways to play, from team based snowboarding to. <laughs> shut the fuck up. That game's going to suck balls. <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot of good games. No. I, I want to be excited were. about games, but none of them are any good. Dude, I have Game Pass. I've seriously went through almost every game in here. And, like, that's the thing about Game Pass. They, they'll, they'll get some bangers every once in a while. Like, I got Prey on there. It ruled. I got, like, oh, there's a, a Castlevania Kickstarter game called uh, uh, some, it's something Ritual of the Night. Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Phenomenal. I played that. It's fantastic. I loved it. They do. They have a couple really good ones that, like, are gems in there. But the, the rest of the time, it's like I download a game. 
I play it for five minutes, and I go, if I had paid for this, I would have killed the GameStop employee that sold it to me. <laughs> How can they be putting out these games? They're so bad. And then they just, like, the, the three that just came out, like, most recently on Game Pass, is, like, one of them's, like, Gang Beasts or something. And it's, like, yeah, I guess this counts as, like, putting a game in. This is, like, five years old, like... I don't know. They're supposed to be... I mean, don't get me started on the other fucking Game Pass games like Outriders and shit. That's a pile of garbage. <laughs> yeah, that game sucks. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know. I mean, what does Nintendo got on the docket? They got Breath of the Wild 2, right? Yeah, they had a short trailer for that. That's another one they fucked up and announced too early. Mm-hmm. You know what's crazy? I saw the other day that the, the time between... Uh, two, two of the mainline Zeldas. It's either the time between... Ocarina and Wind Waker or Wind Waker and Twilight Princess it was like is now shorter than the time between Breath of the Wild 1 and 2 already they've already eclipsed that point We're like that's the, pretty wild yeah it's been a long time since a new Zelda game has come out yeah here's the thing with Nintendo when you look at games like you look at Assassin's Creed and you're like yeah they should have stopped this about 15 games ago but people right. are fucking chomping at the bit to get more Mario's Zelda's Metroids, right? They have a couple of really great IPs, and they take their time with them and they make good games. But it's, it makes you wonder, like, they're innovating with every installment. Nintendo rarely puts out a bad mainline game in one of their big franchises. That's why I contend so there's no bad Mario game in the main series. I completely agree. I would they're have, all incredible. They're all amazing, and they do. It's every step of the way, dude. I remember talking about you when Galaxy came out. The level design in Galaxy is so fucking good. Like, it hasn't been matched since. You go, you go. Where? What are they gonna do with like? What was before Galaxy? It was like, um, Galaxy came out the sunshine. Before that. It was sunshine, yeah. And you're like, wow, that was a pretty good Mario entry. That one was a little bit. Uh, some people didn't like it, but it's still Sunshine's an incredible game. If you didn't like it, you were bad at Mario games. But the, then you're like, well, what are they gonna do, right? What's what's after Sunshine? And they go Galaxy, and they go, wow, they're really fucking, they're shooting deep on this one, and it was incredible. It's like, all anyone wants is, like, what's the next one that's going to come out? They could have an Odyssey 2 come out. I would play it. Odyssey 1 was incredible. I loved it. Yeah, it was phenomenal. I loved it to death. It was an amazing game. Yeah, each Mario that comes out, I was like, that's the, this is the best Mario game. They Every just do time so much they come cool out with stuff. a new one. That's all people want. That's, that's a game with good travel, I would say. You have all these really interesting, like, movement options. You have, like, a long jump. You have that roll. You know, you can just run if you want. You know, there's, like, so many different ways to get around. And then, like, vertically... It's amazing. You could wall jump. You could do the hat throw, jump, bounce maneuver. You could do the dive thing afterwards. You can throw your hat up and then get sucked to it and jump again. There's so many fucking cool movement things. That's why those games are so much fun, because every little bit of it is a blast. You never just spend Mario games running around like an empty desert. You're just yeah. like doing shit the whole time. There's stuff to do everywhere. It doesn't have to be this monumental mission. It could just be like... I hit a bird in the face and he gave me a coin or whatever, but it's still like fun to do. Every little bit yeah. is fun to do. Absolutely. So, they make every part of the game is like the way they design their games, they'll design it around one button. It's mm-hmm. like, all right, this character can jump. That's his thing. Yeah. Let's design the entire game around his ability to jump. Yeah. And they've been doing that for how many years now? 30 years, something like that. When did Mario like 1 come out? 1985? Yeah, I think they had their 25-year anniversary or some shit recently. Yeah, it's 25 years. Yeah, they came out with that Super Mario 
uh, 3D All-Stars or whatever, and it was like oh, a yeah. limited release. They do the weirdest stuff. Yeah, I bought that even though you and I played the, the, the hard level on Super Mario 3D World or whatever, and it was fucking dope. Remember we played that Champions Road at your house? Yeah. It took us like hours to beat Yeah, everyone else gave up, and I was yeah. like, I've never played this game before. I'll do it, and we yeah. beat it. Yeah, because we're Mario gods. But I bought that again. Nintendo has me fucking wrapped around their finger. All their games are fun. So it's like, of course people are, like, that's a, they should have just not unveiled anything for Breath of the Wild 2 because it was like a five second video of Link falling through the air or something. And then, but it's, it's probably going to be fucking stupendous. How could it not be? Yeah, I imagine it's going to be great. They showed a bit more in this trailer where it's like, they showed the world that he'll be on, whereas the previous trailer, they showed nothing. Yeah. It was, it was like, there was no gameplay. This was a cutscene that they chopped up and put out. Oh, I just read this that the uh, the Final Fantasy Origin game is by Team Ninja. Yeah, the people behind Ninja Gaiden. Yeah, that's why I think it's gonna be good. It's probably it also be like dope. I watched. I'm the, actually excited about it now. They had like 20 minutes of gameplay of that game too, and I watched that. And I was like, this game because someone described it as a Souls-like to me, and I was like, it doesn't sound right, but I didn't see the game, so I watched it, and I was like, no, that person's wrong. It's not like yeah. it's it's got a couple similarities, but like. You you like at one point he's wielding a great sword and then it says like job change and now he's wielding two daggers so like you can switch class in the middle of battle like that's there's awesome. a lot going on that's not Dark Souls and there's nothing to say it is Dark Souls where you can't tell if he loses his experience when he dies you can't tell like you don't know anything about the way they heal it's no, other bonfires like there's no evidence you're wrong <laughs> yeah maybe I am no you're exactly right but yeah Team Ninja's making that. I'm scrolling through a list on PC Gamer of the games that got announced, and nothing else catches my eye, really. Yeah, games suck nowadays, dude. I have no games to play. I hate Apex, and I just keep going back to it every day because, like, multiplayer games are the only one that have, like, refreshing new content because you're playing new people every time. Like, there's only so many times I can go back and beat Dead Space 1 before I want to fucking put a gun in my mouth. (laughs) Where are the fun games? Why can't people just make fun games, man? Here's a funny thing on this list. It, it, it has, like, Halo Infinite, uh, Gorilla Collective I never heard of, Gloomwood, a bunch of games listed, and then it says Hideo Kojima's new game. They didn't even have a name <laughs> for this thing yet. How, yeah, this dude has it? so much clout. Oh, yeah, he really does. I don't even know what it is yet. No one does. No one has a clue. Here, I have a hot take. I don't think he's that good of a of a writer. His, his we've We've talked about Metal Gear before. I never played Death Stranding. I'll, I'll tell you that right now. Me Metal neither. Gear, Metal Gear One and Two, have really awesome. One especially, insanely innovative gameplay design. Like the Psycho Mantis thing is probably the best boss fight of all time. Yeah. And, you know, they do cool stuff like that. They do really interesting things. They weren't doing. You weren't doing things like this at the time, where you get a key card and it has to be warmed up. So you have to go hang out in the lava area for a minute and then. <laughs> and then you come back and then the same thing with the the next key card has to be cold or whatever so you're like on this timer and you're like oh that makes so much fucking sense and it's so cool and you figure it out it's like a meta puzzle almost and they do a fucking insane meta stuff in that one where they're like the colonel's talking to you and he's like talk to Meryl her code is in the back of the CD case and you had to like flip it over and find it and I was like what the fuck <laughs> and like that's cool and then pretty much after two I, I, three actually had some innovative stuff as well but they're so bogged down by these inane and completely delusional and convoluted stories that I think Metal Gear games have like more like 
cutscenes than gameplay. And so, like, the gameplay is amazing, but, like, you, you, when you take out all these cutscenes, it's like you're not even really playing for that long. Yeah, I don't... The 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 writing in all the Metal Gears is a problem. Yeah, so so that's why, like, it's like a new Hideo Kojima game announced, and I'm like, I honestly don't even really care. <clears throat> yeah, I saw what Death Stranding was and completely lost interest. I'm like, is this a delivery game? What's a baby in a tube in the, on yeah. my back? I don't want to play this. That's what we were just talking. That game is exclusively travel. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, I don't want to play a delivery game. Yeah, no thank you. It's like, are they trying to fucking recruit for Amazon or something? What is this about? <laughs> yeah, some there's some weird cult behind Hideo Kojima where he can just do whatever he wants yeah. and get praise for it. People are like, yeah, Death Stranding was good, and I'm like, it looked it looked like trash. I don't know what you're talking about. I yeah. didn't play it. I'm I'm not excited for whatever game he's coming out because he needs his whole shtick. He's been riding the momentum of Metal Gear One, Two, and probably Three for since they came out. Yeah. I mean, I still am in love with Metal Gear One. It's one of my favorite games of all time. It's so amazing, and he does such a good job with like the cool stuff. But like, you need that hook again, then, right? Like the next game has to have like. Like Death Stranding, you should have to play it on an exercise bike. Yeah, they, you got okay? to do something. Yeah, like it has to be something outrageous, and it has to have a really cool thing, because otherwise it's just a normal game, but bogged down by a disgusting and terrible dog shit piece of shit story. Yeah. I just beat Metal Gear 2 again like five days ago, and I got to tell you, it's uh, very poorly written. Yeah, they just go insane. They, they go insane. Yeah. At the end, the last five minutes, dude, they're just like, not, they're like, I, I can't even put it into words. They don't, nothing makes sense. And everyone's just contradicting what the last person did. And it is so <laughs> psychotic that you can't even, it's so on the nose too. They're never like, there's never any subtlety to it. They just like say all their feelings out loud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they just scream yeah. their feelings. And he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I surprised you, didn't I? And I'm like, what? What the fuck are you doing, man? Why are you talking like that? And they're like, I'm a secret sleeper agent. What you thought was happening the whole time, it was a mind trick. And then that guy leaves, and the next guy's like, it's a double mind trick. We're tricking that guy, too. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. What's going on? And don't – if you these Metal Gear people listen to this, they're going to go, it makes plenty of sense. No, it fucking doesn't. If you could explain to me the story of Metal Gear 1 through 4 in under two hours – wait, I got, I lost it there. You you can't explain it in under two hours, so it's, it, it's not good. You know the whole thing with, like, liquid ocelot thing going on, right? Yeah, I didn't pay attention at that I'm point. I'm going to give you the brief recap of like the stuff that I know. And we got to get back on track after this one cuz I'm going off on tangent about Metal Gear. But he cut, he gets his he dies at the end of one. Liquid dies, but you cut his arm off or something like that. And right. then Metal Gear 2, Ocelot shows up and he's got Liquid's arm and then Liquid starts taking over Ocelot through his arm. Like he just your Ocelot's there, and he's like, I've tricked you all, and I will, I will win and get away in this Metal Gear unit. And he jumps into it, and then before he can leave, he's like, oh, no, not right now. And Liquid's like, hello, brother, I've taken him over. I've been using him. And I'm like, oh, this is really just magic or whatever. Also... <laughs> and then in the fourth one, they're like, you, like, fight a full Liquid that, like, took over Ocelot's body. Well, they, like, kind of – but then, like, he's talking like him again. But then they're like, oh, no, actually, he he hypnotized himself to think that 
uh, that liquid was taking over him. It was still just Ocelot the whole time, but he wanted to trick you into interacting with liquid cells that are still in his arm or something like that. I'm like, this is fucking bogus. And then also in 4, I, this is so insanely bogus, I still remember it from I played it when it first came out. And also in 4, Raiden's in it, and I remember distinctly there's a scene where both of his, he's a cyborg, both of his arms get cut off. And they're like bleeding, they're shooting blood out. And he fights <laughs> a room of people by holding the handle of his katana in his mouth. Right. And he fights all these people. And then both his legs get cut off. And then you don't see him again for the rest of the game. And then he shows up in, like, the end game cutscene with Rose at his bedside. And he has human arms and legs again. Interesting. Yeah. And then when next time you see him is in Revengeance and he's a robot and he gets his jaw ripped off. <laughs> yeah, he they, they don't make any sense. They... They make a ton of plot holes and they try to cover them up yeah. with nanomachines and language parasites and yeah. it doesn't Met- work. Metal Gear is Metal Gear is the time travel plot of of you've been they just go you've been tricked at the end of everything you, yeah. actually, <laughs> you've been you've been tricked so, and and nothing matters in that because people randomly come back to life that's another one if death isn't permanent in your games get the fuck out of here because it's like yeah. this guy dies and then the next game he shows up fought well and like we saw 59 bullets go through your your frontal lobe and he's like that was a trick and like oh my (laughs) god you can't trick that what an incredible trick so i don't really like fuck kojima i mean he 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 will live forever as a as a god in my mind for psycho mantis but what i hope his next game yeah people need to stop pretending that dude can write dialogue I mean, you can't write anything. True. That was an amazing fucking character, though. So, but, but it's fucking dude. I used to always do this thing too when when it, when he came out with Twin Snakes. It came out on the GameCube, and he would read your memory card, and they updated it and gave him new voice lines. So, like in the first one, he'd be like, yeah, "Whatever." What was the PS One game out around the time of Metal Gear? They like I have no clue. They, they'd read your thing, and he'd be like, "It saves like a Final Fantasy VII save file was on there," and he'd go. You're a fan of Final Fantasy, aren't you? You would like start reading your fucking saves that were on your card. Yeah. And they updated it for the GameCube. And <laughs> I used to fucking laugh all the time because he at one point he's just like Super Mario Sunshine. <laughs> he would like <laughs> say that to you, and it sounded so insane that he was that Psycho Mantis was saying this to me. Yeah, you'd be like, you you like a lot of RPG games, yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, so that that was brilliant. Yeah, no one's is... done anything like that before or since. No, there needs to be more copycats because there's so many games that could be good if you just, t- just completely stole another game's entire existence. <laughs> I would love to see a modern God of War style game that's identical to God of War in every way, except for it's called like Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds, <laughs> <laughs> and he's an alien. Yeah, I wouldn't care. What is yeah. the gameplay good? That's the only thing I'm interested exactly. in. Exactly. I will. I will make excuses for everything else. What's that? Is that they're they're? Have you played Hades? No. Well, they're releasing. They're re-releasing it on a bunch of systems, I think. So it's like Switch only, or it might be Switch and PC right now. But they're they're releasing it on like Xbox and shit soon. That's interesting. That it was. Only on Switch before. I know it's on Steam, so it was yeah, at least Switch and PC, but that's still interesting. I played it on my Switch. It saved me when I was on a on a fucking plane trip, ironically, and 
you know, you don't have any Wi-Fi or anything on a plane, and I'm not going to read a book. So I just played through Hades, and, dude, that company, was it Supergiant? Is that the company, or Giant yeah. Bomb, or whatever it is? Supergiant. Super Giant. They really, I, I didn't, I played Transistor for like five minutes, that's probably good, but they also have enough good cred just from fucking Bastion for me. Bastion yeah. and Hades now is really good, but. Same, I didn't really, I got probably five minutes in a Transistor as well, but, but Bastion was incredible, so much so that I was like, oh, Supergiant made Hades? Uh, maybe I should check it out. Like, yeah. I completely, like, I forget that Transistor exists when I hear that company's yeah. name. I, th- that's the thing, like, I go back and play games that I love over and over and over and all these companies are just flubbing new games because they want to do stupid shit (laughs) and here's the thing here's a perfect example we're not talking about e3 anymore this is the the part that i said we're talking about random stuff dead space one the guy that created it was like has accolades for gaming won awards for, for for game design and stuff like that and he said that he had he said he wanted to make like resident evil in space and he was a huge fan of Resident Evil, and he had like two or three tenets that he said these will not change throughout the whole game. The one was Isaac will not speak, and the first thing that happens in Dead Space Two is Isaac starts talking. Oh no! And I was like, yeah. I went back and replayed Dead Space Two like not too long ago, and I was like, yeah, it kind of sucks. Like I remember it being good at the time, but my memory is wrong. Dead Space 1 is a fucking treasure, and they squandered it with Dead Space 2. So I will say this about Resident Evil games. I also just started replaying them again, too. They fucked up. The guy wasn't there for Dead Space 2, and they said, well, we can just do whatever we want now. And they made him talk, and he's fucking boring and bland, and he sucks. And, like, all of the other tenets, they, they, they don't stick to. They So they start doing all this wild shit, and then and it's like, yeah, I don't really... It turns into a gauntlet at the end of the game. You're just fighting waves of enemies, which is not the point of... Dead Space. Yeah. And then, so when you when you look at it, Dead Space 1, I, this is part of the, how I gauge how much I like the game. When I beat it, like the game is over, credits roll, takes you back to the main menu, I just press new game and I start playing again. That's how much fun I was having with it. I said, I'll just go again. It's still good to me. And I haven't done that with the game since until like two weeks ago when I played the Resident Evil 3 remake. Oh, nice. I Now, this is going to sound even more insane. I beat Resident Evil 3, and then I loaded up another file, and I beat it in one sitting. Oh, wow. That's insane. I was like, I'm just going to go through this as fast as I can. I was having a complete blast with it. I was like getting closer and closer to the end. It is kind of short, but I was like, damn, I could really do this. And, and I did. But it's like, it's just so fun and so well-designed and so interesting, and they do so many cool things with it. And, uh, again, it's just a series of levels. So, let's sit. We're going to say that yeah. every episode, I think. Cause it just yeah, keeps... we need more levels. Yeah. So, what's your top What's your top game you're most excited for? Uh, Coming out of E3. Uh, Metroid Dread, easily. I'm looking at... I'm, I'm, I'm Halo Infinite. I just am. I, I'm, if Halo Infinite is as good as it looks, I'm going to be playing it for ten years. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe only it. Maybe. But yeah, but I'm a Metroid freak. Dread's going to be awesome. we got a couple good games coming up at least in the, in the next Yeah, I'm week. also excited about Breath of the Wild too. Though I'm a huge fan of Breath of the Wild. I thought that uh, Skyward Sword was my favorite Zelda, and it was until Breath of the Wild came out. I've, I've beaten Breath of the Wild like four times, and I tried to beat Skyward Sword again recently, 
like maybe like a year ago, mm-hmm. and I couldn't get through it. So then they came out with this HD version, and I'm like, well, I'm not going to buy that. I already yeah. showed myself that I can't yeah. <laughs> sit through this whole game again. I have to play Breath of the Wild. I've, I gave up on it. I'm gonna have, I'll get another shot, I guess. I don't know why it gets away with the open world thing, even though I complain about it so much, but I do still like it. Maybe it's because you can just literally climb over everything. Maybe yeah. it's because you, when you when you fast travel to one of the towers, you can then fly because you have the thing, and in a lot of these games, you can't fucking fly. And it really makes things a lot simpler yeah. to fast travel when you can fly. So let me skip all that dumb shit and go to the good stuff. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, my take out of E3 is it should have been an eighth as long and with better games. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, there's a little bit of stuff in there. At least there's some developers that actually still care about making a game and not stealing as much money as they can from consumers. Yeah. I'm also excited about Elden Ring. Yeah. So those are three, at least. We got Halo Infinite, we got Metroid Dread, we got Elden Ring. So, yeah, I guess three three out of 100 isn't bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do better, gaming industry. They really need to. All right, that's the takeaway from this episode. Either either put out a good game with which is not open world and it's got levels, or I'm gonna make you eat dog shit. <laughs> All right, well, I guess that's that. I guess that's that. What do you, you? Let's go out on a good note. Say something positive about gaming. Uh, <laughs> I got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, gamers, gamers <laughs> rise up. We're going to do Game, it, Gamers rise up. Yeah, dude. <laughs> All right, goodbye. Everyone. Overthrow the government. Yeah, okay, yeah. In in a game. Sure. In real life.